the Aronsons are actually not even related, but it's just been such good press that you have just leaned into it. <laughs> the not related at all. It was two guys, really shaggy good. hair. They. Stupid Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Join my co-host, my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly, and it's episode 92. 92. Yep. Uh, yeah. So uh, we beat Portland. That's cool. We're gonna talk about that Portland game. Um, I, I'm just gonna tell everyone right now. I'm gonna do another VAR rant. Um, <laughs> it just might be a weekly segment at this point. After the break, we'll talk about the U.S. men's national team and some fun, exciting, actual, meaningful games for them and other union players getting called up into air national duty. Uh, Got to talk some air into Miami, of course. It's been too long. And, uh, you know, other random crap at the end of this, the episode. So, <laughs> I don't know. You know. Thanks for listening. Make sure you guys smash that subscribe leave us a uh leave us a review or don't i don't know what's nicer all right anyway so <laughs> we beat portland this game this game uh you had me a little nervous coming into this one I, um yeah I, I had a i had a hefty bet sitting on this one i thought it was a sure thing knowing that portland had some injuries and then um last week's podcast you made me a little nervous so i, I was certainly glad to get that 3-0 win make a little cash and it was a, it was a significant win. I felt like it was a nice, um, uh, statement win yeah. in a way. I mean, I, I was I was probably definitely overly nervous about this game, but I feel like I had some reason for it. Um, you didn't haven't beat the Timbers since 2015, so like yeah, no, I I mean I did not know that before yeah. I made my bet, so I'm glad I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like give it like injuries obviously are the, are a factor, but like the team also beat the Galaxy like the week before, so like I, you know, they're still a good team. So I was definitely nervous, but yeah, I mean, the Union handled them. They like, they they just locked it down. I mean, all the goals were set pieces, but I mean, the Union had the bulk of possession. They they looked like the better team. I mean, yeah, it was just it was just a, a good Union performance pretty much all around. It was. Um, let's see. Ah, uh, gosh. The set pieces, because I think I think this is this is the biggest. I don't think there's any any arguing that this has to be the biggest addition to our year is this new weapon of uh, actually being able to use a set piece for for our net positive on the goal sheet. Because I feel like this exact game, let's say, was it June? I guess it was a little later in the year. We played Portland last year, and the MLS is back, and we lost that game due to set pieces. So the game was flipped on its head um, with us beating them due to set pieces. So it's pretty interesting that we've been able to really turn that whole thing around, that whole narrative, I guess, uh, because I'm so used to the union just being wasteful with their opportunities. But to see you know, three set piece goals and uh, potentially four, um, you know, if, if locks stood, that's, that's a crazy big number there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it is interesting. It's like, 
because we, we we started talking about it last week with like the, we're talking about the two guys on the corner and um you know with Wagner and, and Montero and I was like oh that's kind of weird but like yeah I really can't can't say anything now like it's it's definitely a, it's it's pretty cool to see like I I remember I, I remember like last year we we're talking like oh the last time we saw a Union Square of a, of a corner kick was that time when you and I were in like Minnesota and it was like a trusty goal. Like it, it felt like it just it was just like it was just was ne- not happening for like multiple seasons before coming into this year. So like, yeah, yeah, like I said, it's 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 an awesome addition. It's, it feels like a new a new player we have you know on our, in our offense with with the just set pieces. It's pretty cool, and it's, and it's not yeah. even like we have like a a Zellerian like a, or like you know Gvinkle like a, a free kick specialist. It's like just a, a team collective like knows how to handle these plays now. It's it just I don't know. It just it's just working now. Yeah, I feel like on the broadcast, I've heard some of the announcers talk about Montero as a set-piece specialist, and I've never I, – I wouldn't – I just wouldn't say I would put him in a that kind of a category. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but at the same time, now it's kind of like – it's I mean, almost like – it's almost like Casper. It's like I wouldn't – I wouldn't put him in an alpha-type striker category – but now we've got all these like good things happening. It's like, okay, he's, you know, he's pretty consistent. He's getting goals. Um, with Casper, it's always, you know, when's the drop going to come. Right. Uh, and I don't know if we have enough on Montero's free kicking to be able to uh, say whether he is or isn't at this point um, in, in a category of a specialist, but, but yeah, it is, it is interesting to see, yeah, I, or, or I guess just hear those words. Right. I mean, I I think a specialist as someone who's like scoring free kick goals, like off like a, a direct kick. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think like Montero. I don't remember him ever really doing that. Like not this year, but like, and, but it's also like this year, like like Wagner too. Like he's he had assist on the first Casper goal. Like basically the assist on on the Santos goal, even though it came off of Casper's head. Like that was a Wagner corner kick. Um, like, so he, he needs, to, needs to get a lot of credit too, because mm-hmm. like he's taking pretty much 50% of the, of the, the corner kicks and free kicks, um, as well. So I, I want to make sure he like, you know, he definitely should, should get a lot of credit for that as well. Wait, there you, there you go, man. There you go. I'm sure he appreciates hearing you. <laughs> Come on. Um, one thing I really liked about that first goal, uh, the, um, oops, I said button. Sorry. Um, that free kick is it was direct it wasn't uh it, it as in it went towards the goal i feel like so often we play to an outside back who then swings in across to the box but this one was just you know we're pretty much straight on from the goal i'm playing it direct towards the goal if you can get defenders turning and running towards their own goal that's always a tough position for them to be in especially and then uh for a goalkeeper to be with the, where that ball was the decision of do I come out? Do I stay on my line? And then trying to communicate with defenders and they all just fell apart there. I mean, the ball was played perfectly. Um, and there wasn't an extra pass to get the ball into the box. It was, mm-hmm. it was just straight from the free kick into the box, made the defenders think, and and they blew it. And we got um, benefit of the, uh, the, the goal. So I, I really appreciated them not doing an extra. Let me play it out to, Baizo and then him cross it in or something like this one like yo let's just go direct sometimes in soccer I feel like teams try to do too much when really you just gotta go direct like yeah just make defenders think it's just 
you know, we're both defenders. It sucks turning and facing your own goal and trying to make a decision with uh, strikers at the same time. It's, it's yeah. So just go direct. Yeah. No, um, yeah. The uh, Santos little flick was nice. Anything? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You want to say more? Oh no, no. I was just gonna keep yeah moving forward with um, other guys. I wanted to shout out. I, I, I mean, yeah, the set pieces were great. Other guys, I wanted to, like. I think Flock played great too. I think he like mm-hmm. he's been so consistently good. So like it it wasn't a standout performance from him. It's just like another great performance. And I think playing showing up against Eric Williamson, who's another like young american guy who's like getting a lot of attention he's playing pretty great this year i think flock out outplayed him um and like kind of took care of him in midfield and and because he was a guy that like portland were really leaning on with with their injuries it's like it was kind of like just him and um valeri who they're trying to like you know kind of play through and 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 get the team going but yeah i think flock just kind of just he was all he just he's just such a good player man and I, i just I feel like we say it every week. It's just really great to to have an option like him, and, and he's he's gonna make a lot of. Uh, I, I just cool to see him getting like the attention he's getting with uh, maybe get a little bit of national team attention and just like just the recognition because he deserves it. He's he's another just uh, just awesome find for us. All right, I'm gonna throw something at you. In September, where is Flock playing? I don't. Yeah, that's I. I have no idea. Yeah. It's it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens when Godzak comes in and he's, you know, acclimated and and because he he should be a starter like he's kind of pegged to be a starter for this team. So it's it's I mean I don't know what Kern's gonna do but I mean it's it's a really great problem to have but I I mean it's it's so it's crazy I think you have to take Flock out I don't know like maybe they're this is just pure speculation maybe they're like plan and maybe like Wagner could get sold this year and Flock's just going to move back into the into the fullback role because he can play there too um but it's like he he's gonna be so tough to take off it's it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting about the left fullback because we don't really have another left fullback I mean you got Matt Real but I, I mean like they're, they're kind of pushing further up the field right yeah so then, yeah it's it's gonna be interesting yeah I, I I'm, I'm, yeah, like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a great problem to have. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't know. Yeah. I'll keep moving forward. Other guys on that, like, I feel like we're going to say the same things we said before. Blake just made more great saves. Mm-hmm. Um, like he got put in some really tough positions, especially in the second half, um, where he just, just was a monster. And like, there is one where, um, I'm, I'm kind of blanking on who, what, how it all started, but he was kind of stranded it with, uh, I think it was a Bobasi, and he just like wrapped it up, and it looked like a sure thing goal, and, and man, and he just time again just makes uh, unreal saves. Yeah, again, like I, I said this recently, but again, watching him, it's like that was pretty much a for sure goal that he took away from them. And if you compare those stats to com- compared to like a striker who's scoring goals, you know, where does he rank as far as goals taken away compared to, you know, Chicharito's goals for be yeah. interesting to see how they, they compare because you really could say at least once a game, he's swinging a, a goal one way or, I mean, pretty much always one way for us, but yeah. a keeper could go the other way. Like, you know, John McCarthy, the other week, he flubbed one into his own goal. So mm-hmm. that'd be, have a negative obviously but um yeah i wonder yeah 
I just go, I'm going to keep saying it until Mike Thomas goes ahead and looks at all the stats <laughs> and um, does it for us. Um, and yeah, and this is one of those games where it's like the Union didn't weren't getting like you know it was like Portland was knocking on the door like really like taking it to us, taking getting a lot of shots, a lot of chances. It was just like a couple a couple moments, but Blake was ready and he was there to like lock it down and. And, it, and it's like because of him, like this defense is so solid. And obviously, like the other guys have been playing pretty well as also. But like, like Elliot also had another great game and he got his goal. But it's just like with with Blake, it, it just takes this team to another level. Right, right. Um, on the game, one thing I did notice was uh, like I mean, obviously we didn't score in open play. Um, you know, great, we're scoring on a set pieces on, but I felt like there were many times where our passes were just too soft and it slowed us down and took away some opportunities to get out into the open field a little more where, you know, you get a quick turnover and, and you got guys running. We know where we want to go, but the ball kept being played either at us rather than in front of us or even a step behind where a guy had to kind of curve his run backwards. Um, and it was real, I don't know, it was real evident to me seeing that, like, we know what we want to do, but our passing wasn't as on target as we want to be. And I think Jimmy even mentioned, like, the team is not playing where he expects them to be. And I feel like that's an element where they could improve is, uh, yeah, obviously there's a lot that's going real well, but there's another level that we can get to. Mm-hmm. And I think you just, like, get these turnovers and turn them into these faster breaks more consistently. Uh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like we haven't had a lot of counter-attacking goals. Um, like since like the uh, Champions League games, I feel like that's where they were really thriving and like getting a lot, a lot of our goals are coming off these like swift, quick counter-attacks. And in the season, like these past couple of games, like I feel like we haven't had a whole lot of that. So it's interesting once we get like everything clicking, if we can get like like that alongside these like freak set kick goals, set yeah set kick goals, and like all, all, everything kind of clicking together. I feel like that's yeah, like it's just not everything's clicking at the same time, but uh, they're still figuring it out and, and getting these these results. But yeah, there, there still definitely is another level. Did you say set kick goals? Whatever, set piece goals. <laughs> <laughs> I was like free kick. kick and set piece. It all combined in my head. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um. All right. So I'll, I'll save my rant for a second. There you go. I'll, um, I'm waiting for it. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I got it. It's just like a fart that I'm holding in. Well, yeah, <laughs> the rant. Um, Paxton, Paxton guys debut. As soon as the lineup comes in uh, and you look on the bench and you see Paxton, you know everyone's going to be clamoring for him to come in. And so it's cool to see him get his debut. Uh, for what it was, I feel like a lot was made out of it. I feel like on Twitter I saw multiple um, accounts. I don't know, like, you know, who highlight young players and stuff were touting him making his debut. Whereas it was almost like, not a surprise you know like if, if you know the union you're like yeah okay like 17 year old's gonna get in and that's awesome um so it's kind of funny to seeing how much a little bit of a, uh, how much attention it kind of got for what it was because i feel like for us at this point it's like oh yeah quinn Sullivan got in uh right, jack mcglynn got in all right now paxton got in it's almost like not it's almost 
not a big deal in a way for us because I feel like it's it, it's just our system now, and it's it's a cool thing that yeah, it might be a big deal for some teams to make to have a 17 year old get in, but for us, I I kind of feel like yo, yeah, it was coming whether it was this week or or in two weeks from now or in July, like Paxson was gonna play. There was no doubt. Yeah, no, I agree. It, I mean, it is cool to see like yeah, like the the bit like you know national team accounts or whatever like seeing and recognizing him. Um, but and I get I feel like a lot of it is just hype of like another Aronson like mm-hmm. now seeing and how didn't hurt that his his brother played like just a few hours earlier right right yeah so I mean I yeah I mean I get the hype though like I I think it's it's basically deserved like we we've seen like highlights from him playing with like U two and and stuff just like how good he is and how much talent really he has but yeah I agree like for for Union fans we weren't shocked by it obviously like we we know what we're about when i knew it was just inevitable but i don't know yeah it was just it was a cool moment though it was mm-hmm. oh yeah, and yeah at the stadium like i didn't hear like apparently like Jim, did did curtain say like in uh the in-game uh interview that like he was gonna pax again that wasn't that a thing yeah yeah during the in-game interview yeah, yeah. he did mention and yeah that Paxson I, was gonna get him. i wasn't aware like i was at the game so i wasn't aware of that but then like hearing the 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 uh, River End chant like we won Paxton was like such a cool moment and like I I, I wasn't sure if 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 the, that was going to be the night where it would happen but seeing him run up and like seeing the the stadium just light up for him was was really really cool and like it, it was it was really funny to see uh the ball just not get go out of bounds of like the long yeah, spell of like without a stoppage but and he's just waiting for it but uh it was cool yeah I don't know it it was it was yeah. a cool moment though and I'm happy for to sure. see see him get his minutes and hopefully get some more actual meaningful moments in it. Cause he only had what, like three or four touches on the ball. Like it wasn't like he was doing, able to do a whole lot with the minutes he got, but yeah, well, let's know. break him down. Let's break down his touch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, it, of course it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You definitely felt for the kid though, because mm. He got up to that spot and he just had, was stuck at midfield waiting and waiting. It was like yeah. our longest spell of possession all game. It's probably nervous. And, yeah. I really wanted him to get subbed in and then get a PK and then make him take it. <laughs> I thought that'd be fine. That'd be great. All right. So the game could have been 4-0, but uh, I'm, I'm sure you're actually probably pretty pumped that it was not 4-0 because <laughs> Flock's goal was correctly called back and that's what we want we want the game to be played correctly it's not a game of error it has to be played exactly correctly and so uh thank goodness um flock did not get credited with a with a goal despite all this hard work and everyone rooting for him and being so excited for him uh i'm just giving you some crap there Uh um but it's kind of funny you know in two weeks two weeks time we had a goal that we could not celebrate because it was var and then they gave it to Casper. I couldn't celebrate that one while at the stadium. And then it was a goal. And then at the stadium, you got to celebrate a goal that was called back and was not actually a goal. Um, so there's that. But here, here's here's my latest thought process on VAR. Okay, I was okay. like, thank you. Believe it or not, I thought about it even more after last week's <laughs> podcast. And then it, then then the flock thing happened. I was like, oh my gosh, here we go. So. <laughs> My, my point is that sports are for entertainment as uh and stay with me because i got a good analogy here okay so okay. sports are, all right so sports are entertainment it's not science or mathematics where like we need these exact 
measurements or these exact things to be exactly correct. It's it's an entertainment. And my my comparison is the the old show. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The Office. Um, where I don't think now you're a pretty big fan of The Office, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. I don't think you like the show because it's an exact, perfect replica of what an office is and, and how an office really is run. I think you're entertained by it, by some of the the moments that shouldn't happen, some of the cringe and stuff. And sometimes in sports, I feel like you need those moments that, okay, a ref made a bad call and, and a goal happened. Now, now how is the game going to react? You know, Michael Scott says this. All right how's Pam, how's Jim going to react to that? And it, it gives more character to the, to the sport and to the entertainment aspect in having those um, errors, big and small, whether it, whatever it is. Uh, and, and, and just to go on it a little more, um, Baizo got a yellow on uh, Sunday. Do you remember what that yellow was for? Um, I can't think of it now. So, uh, ref, the ref, the ball went out on the sideline. Oh, he threw the ball. Yep, yeah, it yeah. should have been. It should have been a union throw. They called it for Portland. He got mad, threw the ball down. They give him a yellow. It added that character element, and it changed. Um, it just kind of added an extra layer to the the game for him. And the the call was wrong. They could have. They could have gone back. I mean, they couldn't have not for a throwing, but uh, but at some point, what if VAR? And I, I won't get to this. Um, let's hope where VAR is calling throw-ins. So it's an exact science. Like it'd be so weird to have like a little blue light light up when it's the union's throw because they've got computers watching everything. And then you'd take out any element of players being able to, I don't know, show that emotion, show that character. But that, that that's it for me. Um, okay. I, I, I feel like I made some really strong points there. I think it was very well articulated. I think the analogy to the office really was a crowd pleaser. And um That's not bad. Yeah. I, I, I I'm not gonna argue that. I I will say part of the argument for VAR is that it's just like we always wanna be better. Like that's what that's what soccer is. Like the soccer players always soccer teams always wanna be better. And like you look at the game of like soccer, like the the quality of the game compared to like decades decades ago it's it's a better quality soccer so like it's always want to improve you always want to improve how you play the the quality the results and everything so like that's i think var is like improving the refs game or or something or, or, or you know you're improving how, how they perform kind of in a kind of way so that's that's i see it as like a kind of improvement in that and and i think there's improvements to made in var to make it less intrusive and maybe more swift. And I think MLS is doing a better job than other leagues in that case. But that's, that's a small argument to make for it. And I'm not trying to, I do agree with what you're saying and I'm on board with that, but that's just to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. All right. Let me just take it. I'm not, I'm not arguing, but I just had a funny thought process in my mind. So <laughs> just to, just to take yours down a roller coaster of the game improving and then improving the refs, in my mind went what else could be improved and i was thinking well what about like fans like all right so stay with me um <laughs> so what if instead of like uh the fans just being whatever we are you know not every fan is going to be a diehard um 
Oh gosh, sorry. I don't know how to say this. Like, what if they made every home they got rid of the natural fan and brought in artificial fandom? <laughs> it's just like blasting noise and chants and cheers and lights and uh, artificial banners all for the home team. And knowing and the exact the... insult to, to send to the other team. Yeah, the yeah. It's all it's all like kind of computerized and home field advantage is just like up to the nth degree uh, because they wanted a better product because the soccer's <laughs> gotten better. They improved that. They can't make that any better. Now refereeing is completely uh, VIRized. Um, it's, it's perfect. And now what's next? Let's go to the fandoms because there's some fans that might not be great. And so, uh, you know, they might dump popcorn on a player or run on to the field or court. Um, so let's, let's, let's get that perfected. So that was where my mind went, and that's pretty funny. I had to share share <laughs> that tunnel of fun. Nice. All right, let's do union best, union worst. All right, cool, man. You got one? Nope. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah. Do you do you want me to go first? Yeah, I do. All right. So union best. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Wagner. Um, For union best. Yeah. I, I think his set pieces were good. I think, you know, I think he just played a solid game. I think we, we haven't given him much shout outs recently. So I, I want to give one to him. Very good. Very good. Um, I was, I was going to go with flock. Nice. Yeah. Yep. 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 I, Wagner got also got team of the season for FIFA for whatever that, oh, yeah. whatever, whatever that means. But that's, that's a big deal. Kind of. Yeah. It was him and uh, Blake, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, that pro- that's got to be something good, I assume. Yeah. So get on Team FIFA season thing. Play it. Xbox. X- <laughs> uh, all right, you know where do you go? Me go. Uh, you know, there's a guy There's a guy we didn't talk about tonight, and I feel like he was uh, quiet, and I can't really think uh, of anything he did. Uh, I might be forgetting a moment or two, but Martinez, he played right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess it's good. You don't need your six to be, to. Uh, you know what? Never mind. No, let's don't because I don't want him to be. He didn't get a yellow. He didn't. He didn't get a red. Uh, so he can't be the worst. That was that's a solid performance from him. Sorry, that, clean sheet. You know, that, so yeah, that's that's what we should be rooting for for him. Mm-hmm. Um, about uh Corey Burke, did he get in the game? Yeah, and he like basically had the third goal. All right, yep that that was a good one actually. Yep, yep mm-hmm. that was well played by him actually. Yeah, that was a real heads up play to run by all the defenders when they were all kind of just ball watching, and he yeah. was able to get in there. Um, that was a good play. So he definitely was not the worst. Um, let's let's go. Uh, Matai Orovic. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back to the well there. Nice. Well done. You know, I, don't, I, I didn't even see him out there. I don't even think he made the roster. Like, where is he? Actually, he's at Top Golf. I saw him. <laughs> he always on is. his Instagram doing some golfing. So uh, I hope he's enjoying America. It's a <laughs> country, and I'm glad he's get to enjoy some some different parts that he probably wouldn't get to enjoy if he was a full time union player. So nice. Um, All right. Let's, um... I'll go next. I'll go. I'm gonna actually gonna. Go. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's your turn. You'll go next. All right. Cool. Uh, anyone else? Anyone no. else want to jump in? We're not. We're not live. So. 
Um, I'm actually going to go Santos. I know he scored the goal, but other than that, he didn't do much. Um, I, I didn't see like any, any of his, you know, classic like stretching the, the defense kind of runs and wasn't on the ball a whole lot. I feel like the, the game in the first half, like when, when he was in the, the ball was kind of majority on the other side of the field. So I guess he didn't have much involvement, but yeah, I don't know. I just, he didn't have, he, he's not getting himself in a whole lot of, um, you know, very like threatening positions to score goals. And like this, he was, you know, in front of the goal to, to, to tap in the, his his goal but like other than that like he's not getting a lot of shots i feel like he's he like we saw some great performances from him in like champions league against like atlanta and stuff but recently i feel like he's been a pretty quiet so yeah yeah i feel like even on the uh on the broadcast they talked about how he was kind of the missing link as far as people getting going for this team mm-hmm. um because you know casper's been scoring uh burke's gotten a couple oh, he had what two weeks in a row scoring goals um no that's not right but he scored a couple goals mm-hmm. uh, montero like all the big guys are kind of like being productive and santos kind of has been the missing missing guy in productivity but that's also been kind of the mo of our attack is guys are going to have to step up other guys are going to be not there for times and you just hope that while one guy's cold another one's hot and, and luckily, that's kind of what we got going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and thank goodness the other guys are because, uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, we know. Ah, cool, man. Solid. <laughs> Solid. Nice. All right. So let's wrap up. Um, VAR, let, let's just go over that one more time. Um, <laughs> and uh, after the break, uh, I'll just talk to you more about VAR during the break. Um, we don't need to put that on on tape. After the break, we'll talk about some more union guys, but in different laundry and uh, other stuff. So come back after this. Hey, guys. Doobie Brothers Podcast back from uh, just discussing a little bit of VAR on the break. Um, <laughs> you'll have to subscribe to our extended deep cuts to get that. <laughs> That's, uh, pa- Patreons only. So if you're interested in joining, I'm just kidding. We have Patreon. So no one's paying for this. Um, so Luke. So Luke. Hey. US, hey. Hey. U.S. national team. We got Aronson and McKenzie in the starting lineup on Sunday playing against the Swiss. That was awesome to see that they both got the nod. Um, both went. They both went for the full 90. Um, oh, we lost. But what did th- you think of the game? Let's go whole picture. And then uh, we'll go into those two guys and move forward from there. So whole picture, what did you think of the national team? I mean, whole picture, I wasn't super upset with losing to Switzerland. I mean, they're, I, I looked up, they were like 13th in the world. And we were like, I don't know, around like 20 or something. So like they're, they're mm-hmm. a better team and they're prepping for the Euro. So they're probably getting, I mean, they're, they're, they're a good team. I, I'm not, I'm not sweating losing them, losing them to one without our best striker and our and our um our top goalkeeper even though the guy the replacements played well which we'll get into but um i mean generally I, the first half was really exciting like all the the, the pressing was really working really well aronson was a big part of that and just it was just cool to see the union or <laughs> the u.s play in that kind of style and to do it pretty pretty effectively and you know getting the first goal like 
so getting a result of, of the pressing was was pretty cool in the second half it kind of fell off and wasn't working and other things were happening like defensively but um i mean in general i was pretty pretty good with it i mean obviously you want the win but like it was a friendly and, and they know how to you know these are things where you just kind of have to take take what you can out of these games and then you know use it to to get the real results in the in the games that matter so i don't know i was i was okay with it did you have any were you like concerned with the loss or have any any takes from it like in general i freaking lost my mind man <laughs> nah nah yeah uh first half solid man i was like yo this team this team can play they're taking it to them better team for the first half second half they lost interest i i honestly lost interest in the game because it looked like they didn't really care that much um aronson switched from the left to the right and i feel like he was not effective over there and i feel like he was being effective in the first half um i didn't really get the move there maybe they thought if uh they put rain on the left he would get on the ball more but um because he i i felt like aronson aronson's side got more of the attention on the first half and so maybe they wanted Reina to get a little more in the second i don't know um yeah. uh i mean tim ream tim ream is still really good uh so i'm glad i got to see him play again um yeah everyone's weird not, yeah uh weird not seeing zardes in the starting 11 um no more trap too which i was shocked about you know uh yeah yeah <laughs> it technically no but uh jackson yule was a nice replacement for old trap and i think i think actually jackson is uh he's 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 gonna be fine for what he is for the u.s yeah um moving forward i don't think i don't think he's the answer uh and i don't think that's what anyone is planning on having him starting in that starting lineup um because you'll have uh oh what's the dude what's the dude Adam. uh tyler adams mm-hmm. adams hopefully healthy but man that guy that guy's got bones or body of glass he's always hurt i feel like when it comes to the international um times yeah um they, seems like he does well in the bundesliga plays lots and I, I think he had over 30 games in the bundesliga but i feel like every international break the guy is uh coming off an injury um Eunice Musa, limited minutes, and he was one who I wanted to see more of. And when he did come in, he he seemed like he was interested in the game a little more than other players. Yeah. Um, took on some guys, looked a little more active, tried to make something happen. Uh, Weston McKenney, I felt like I didn't see much from him. It was almost like it was like he was a Juventus player playing in a European friendly that didn't matter. Um and yeah, the Swiss, like you said, the Swiss are a good team. I think they had, they have like about 10, 10 or so players who are on $15 million or higher contracts, whereas the U.S. only had I mean, four or five. So that alone tells you there, there is going to be a little bit of a gap in experience and um, abilities. But, you know, it is a bit of a golden generation. Uh, and I think maybe losing losing a friendly where you have most of your most of your um, ideal starting lineup can be good moving into this little nations league tournament because I mean, we were playing some cupcakes before this and you know we were we were beating up all those cupcake teams without without a lot of our uh, big big dudes um right so so yeah I, I think without this, if we were just going straight into the Honduras game, I think you could see you could say that the team would be not quite mentally prepared. Whereas I think taking a loss, a little knock on the chin, 
you know, might might give them a little bit of better headspace. Uh, playing in, in the Swiss Alps is pretty cool, smart idea. Um, before going to Denver to play, you know, just get the altitude altitude training. Um, gosh, it, it, it was interesting how how they set up this this break with like adding the extra games to make it ref, uh, uh, mirror what uh they're gonna how they're gonna play in um World Cup qualifying because that is obviously mm-hmm. the the ultimate goal or achievement that they need to 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 do this 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 year um. So it's cool how Berhalter set that up, and 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 that feels pretty smart. Um, but yeah, I I feel like yeah, like I said, this is a golden generation. So like, you kind of need to get some wins though to get the like the actual confidence in this us believing this is actually the golden generation. But you know, the results are gonna are gonna need to come in in these these nation league games because that's that's where it matters. But yeah, I feel like some of the dudes have 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 a little more confidence than they needed uh like dest yeah um awesome going forward not not great on the defense uh confident dude though confident dude i also feel like mckinney feel like he was feeling confident i felt like he felt like he was a little above a friendly um and, and yeah i think i think it'll be good to get uh pulisic in i think he's gonna i don't know he's got a little more national team experience than the guys he's kind of been the captain america and um i think i think he'll get the team moving in the right direction this this week thursday and sunday yeah so you're moving into that game on on uh, on thursday against honduras do you expect to see like we even didn't even talk about mark mckenzie do you expect to see mark mckenzie play in in this semifinal game because i mean he played pretty well you know first partnership with first time playing with with brooks who's our He's pretty clearly the the, the the top center back of the uh, of the U.S. Um, pool, and without Aaron Long, that 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 gave McKenzie the opportunity, and I feel like he did well enough to to earn himself the a start in this Honduras game. Do you do you agree with that, or, or I mean, do you, do you want to see Tim Ream play again? <laughs> Tim Ream, I cannot get enough of Tim Ream because every time I t- see Tim Ream, I feel much better about Mark McKenzie getting that starting nod. So. I do. I, I think. I think the union have produced a, uh, a U.S. national team center back. I think he will. Obviously, you know, Aaron Long, Chris Richards. Um, there's a couple guys who's going to be battling with, but we have produced a guy who's going to be in the thick of that battle. I think every um, every major major tournament um, and competitive game. I think Berhalter is going to have to at least give him a thought. Yeah. Which uh, I don't know who. Jeff Park, is he the last U.S. national defender we had? I mean, I Moa do maybe if you yeah. if you counted as a, as a defender. Oh, uh, well, as a big dude, Gooch. Um, Gooch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I, yeah, this one. It, it this is. Be in our own. It is cool seeing how McKenzie, like he's just always so calm and like composed. And we saw that when he, you know, playing for us last year. Like he just never made a wrong step, never never seemed to get flustered and was just cruising through MLS last year. And we're like, all right, this guy is obviously just, he's just ready for the next level. And then you see him play for the national team, which is like a, an, another level above. And he still seemed just just to be composed and, and knew what to do and, and where to be. And even if even with a, a new team, a new center back pairing and like playing – it was just really cool to see know that he's able to to like play at at that next level and like just to keep growing and still being so young. It's 
I don't know. It's just really exciting, and I really do hope he gets a lot of chances, even when Long is is healthy, and and every and even Chris Richards is healthy. Like all these other guys are there, I think still still think he has his spot on this national team. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll he'll definitely get looks. Um, I, yeah, he's he's definitely young. I feel like the U.S. in the second half didn't exactly do themselves favors. Uh, I mean, they they were getting cut apart. They were getting spread. Um, and I don't know how much uh, hopefully like Tyler Adams or Eunice Musa being in there would hopefully kind of put out some of those fires before they get to the back line. But yeah, um, yeah, it is. It's a cool spot to be in. Um, so tomorrow, uh, I assume, I assume politics going to start over Aronson. Um, any, any other moves you want to see made? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I want to see Musa. I think starting him over Legette would be what we would want to see. And I, I think that's, that's probably the, the take of the majority of, of us fans. Cause he's a little bit more exciting and dynamic of a player and Legette was fine, but I think Musa just you know, brings another uh, another quality to, to that midfield. Um, it seems like uh, Adams isn't going to be – it seems like he's pretty much not going to be ready for this first game at least. Um, are you – Are you? I mean, I don't know who else to play besides Yule at this moment. Like, Acosta, when he had his chances, didn't seem to be any better than Yule. So I think we won't be stuck there. But, yeah, I don't know who else I'd want to see. I think I'd, I would want to see, see DK, but he's – not going to be in this Nations League roster, and I guess you're saving him for the, I guess Gold Cup, and, and he, I think he's going to be added to the friendly against Costa Rica after these this set of games. But I w- I would have liked to see him, but Sergeant I guess is who I want I'm going to go with from this roster for this these these set of games. Yeah, yeah, I think I think as far as forwards, I would have to say if it if it's not Zardes. Sergeant. <laughs> we keep um, making these jokes, but like we were talking before we were, were recording that like. Going back to the last time the unit or the U.S. were playing in a in a game, in games for for a trophy, like it was the 2019 Gold Cup, and that roster is shocking. I mean, it had it had Zardes was probably our best striker at the time. We had Will Will Trap holding up holding down the number six because once again Tyler Adams was hurt. You know, Michael Bradley was still on that team. You had like Omar Gonzalez. Nick Lima was a right back that, that we thought was going to be the guy we had. And now we have like a hundred right backs playing in, in the top European league. So like, it's crazy how much this team has grown and how much quality has been added to this team in these two years. It's, it's just, it's kind of, it's still wild to see it. Cause there's still like, these guys didn't come out of nowhere, but it, it kind of feels like they did with like, just how much guys just, have grown and, and stepped up and, 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 uh, and, and it, I don't know. It's it, it just crazy to see looking back at where we were just two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, nationalities not mattering. What union player do you think would fit best into this lineup, into this team? Ooh, I mean, I think if Adams is, is going to be a problem with his injuries, I think you want to put Jose Martinez as number yeah. six, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that'd be interesting. I think that that he's the kind of player that would uh, that they would need. You know, even even with Adams, he's just he's a different kind of player that to play in the number six where that that they could use. They didn't really have that kind of bite in midfield as a, as far as like defensive midfielders. Right, right. Uh, Blake or Stefan? Ooh, that's a, I mean that's a tough one. 
I I, I kind of want to say Blake with it, but I mean, that's tough. I don't know. Do you who who do you, would you choose? I'm I'm not playing. I'm not playing this game. <laughs> it's a freaking trap, man. <laughs> Next thing you know, Blake's gonna be calling us up. Nah. Uh, I, um. Gosh. Uh. I mean, Blake. Blake is in such good form. Yeah. Um. I, I guess I'd go Blake. I'd lean towards Blake right now. I don't know if there's enough to separate keepers from one level to another. I mean, it's it's it, yeah, it's close because you look at who's the best goalkeeper in MLS, and it, you'd say it's Blake, and then I get you know Blake, and then Matt Turner it would mm -hmm. be like the probably majority of people's ranking, and then it's you look at the U.S. national team, and it's Stefan and then Matt Turner. So mm -hmm. it's like how close are those guys really? It, it, that's, right. That's interesting. Yep. I mean, Blake has the experience too, being older, but I mean, Stefan has experience of being in Premier League under Pep, even though he hasn't played a whole lot of games. So it's I don't know. That's a that's a good one. And then I was thinking footwork and how, how the team plays. I mean, everyone plays this, you know, played out of the back um, kind of style. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know, it's different. Um, that would obviously lean towards Stefan if, if, if that's the direction. Uh, Cannon or Baizo? I, I think, well, I, first of all, I don't know if I want to put Cannon as a right back. I think they have, I'd rather play some other fullbacks. Um, all right, Serginio so Dest or Faisal? <laughs> I think I got to go Dest there. All right. Um, I thought you were a fan. Yeah. All right. I, I think we talked enough U.S. national team. I think we maybe move on. Um, one more, one more, one more. Okay, okay. Casper or Zardes? Ooh, <laughs> or Zardes. <laughs> well, I got to go Casper. Um, I don't know if Good I would answer. take Casper over... DK or maybe not even Sergeant, but uh, <laughs> definitely over Zardes. All right, man. All right, man. All right, cool. All right, go ahead. Talk about some other other uh, you talk about actual Union guys wearing different colored laundry. Yeah, so just to run down um the other national team call ups um outside of US um so we have Gazdag playing for Hungary in in Europa or not Europa uh, Euro twenty twenty I guess they're calling it. Um, so he's in the group of death against Portugal, France, and Germany, I think. So that's that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think it starts in like two weeks. And then Martinez with, with Venezuela and, uh, you know, him, him and Joseph and, and probably some other MLS guys down there. Um, Baizo, Did uh, Fernando Aristegueta get called in? Maybe. I don't know, actually. Um, that'd be funny, though. Uh, Baizo got called in for Cameron, but apparently he's having like visa issues that he was wasn't able to travel. Um, so hopefully he gets that sorted out because he's. I, I, I mean, I I just I think it'd be cool to, for him to keep getting calls up for for Cameron because they I, I mean they they used to be such a, a a big team in in in, in national tournaments in the World Cup they always seem to play well and and be cool to see him get involved and and get them back mm -hmm. into a a more competitive uh a team but um we'll see. And then uh, Blake Burke and Alvis Powell, um, like guys that would be in, in Jamaica aren't because of their, they're still dealing with um, just like disputes with their federation getting like equal pay and stuff. I, I, I think there's more to it, but um, those guys actually aren't. So I guess that's maybe good for us that they, you know, risking injuries and stuff. But it, you always like to see your guys get playing for, for, for their national team. So hopefully the Jamaican soccer situation gets, gets better for those guys, but right. that that's it for the union call-ups. Um, that's it for 
Aaronson, McKenzie, if we still want to count those guys, but yeah. I mean, I'll count them. I'm a fan. Okay. I'll count them. All right. Um, all right. Cool, man. Cool, man. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of stuff to keep our eyes on. Um, Let's get into this Miami stuff. Yo, Miami. All right. So, Miami, clearly. Uh, one of my favorite teams. Um, <laughs> like, it's been a while since I've talked about them. I've been busy recording another podcast called the, uh, I mean, what are they? Inter Miami brothers. Um, so obviously Miami gets uh, caught cheating because they're cheaters and um, they had five DPs, all that kind of stuff. They've got some issues for the next couple of years. Where does that get them? Well, that gets them Lionel Messi in a couple of years. So I don't know. Maybe it's worth it. Whatever. Um, but not to go down Miami's road, but you and me did a little bit of a little bit of sleuthing, right? Mm -hmm. A little detective work. And we actually uncovered some secret financial records that uh, the union have been hiding from the public. So um, let's expose them. Let's, let's put them out there now. We, you're going to hear it first now. You know, I'll tell you right now, yeah, I, don't ha I did not find five DPs on the union roster. That is not something that I found. But I did find some extra, some other interesting things that I think I think the public needs to know. Yeah, I think you did too. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right. So, uh, you you want me to go first? Sure, go for it. All right. So this one, this one actually goes a couple years back. Um, this story, uh, at first was kind of brought. There's a little bit of controversy around this. Um, arms and legs were were involved, but. Uh, this, this DP was actually signed accidentally. It was not actually supposed to be a DP contract, but it was. And um, so they had to bring him on. And that was Fang. Fang was accidentally signed as a DP a few years ago. His contract uh, is actually ongoing, and they can't seem to get out of it. So wow. that was that was big on the books. Man, um, you you scooped my scoop, man. That was, that was going to be my... <laughs> <laughs> man we're okay so i guess we both had the same insider on that one yeah and and that's that's actually why we did not get zlatan we were mm -hmm. we, he was on our discovery list as everyone knows um, he was on our big whiteboard we were about to sign him and then uh it was like is a wrong text message this guy in a snake costume got a message said yo want to be a dp for the union next thing you know we've got fang yeah uh, I mean, it, I didn't know if you were still there, so I'm glad to, I thought I thought I lost connection. All right, go ahead, man. I'll... All right, yeah, my next one. Nothing. I don't know how fans are gonna react to this one, because um, it's it, fan favorite, but it's it might be concerning in terms of uh, how we're how we're dealing with our financial situation. But Latou is still on the books. Latou is still on the books. Yeah, oh. I mean, Ring of Honor, but yeah, they they you know they were just you know weren't sure about their striker situation, so Latou is. Yeah, that's he, he's a still a striker, and I think it might violate some uh, just having so many guys on the roster. Um, but yeah, that's that we found that one out. And I mean, I'm not super upset by it. He's such you know great guy. But it's an international spot, so that's yeah. all stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's been in, been been with the, in the in in America so long, so maybe they'll get that sorted out. But yeah, that's concerning because mm -hmm. he's yeah, he's this... about fifty now. So yeah. I got another old guy who was uh, this one. 
this one is a little shocking, but I think people might appreciate this. Um, the highest paid union employee is actually Kevin Casey. <laughs> well known fact. The guy is making $69 million a year. So uh, solid, solid intake from him. Um, everyone loves the stadium announcer. So, you know, I think uh, I'm okay with that. I, th I think, I don't think people are going to complain about that. Yeah. I think um, it's a little high, a little mm -hmm. steep, but I'm not one to say that someone shouldn't make money. So way to go. Friend of the pod. <laughs> All right. My next one was, uh, I guess not, not a super shocking uh, scoop that I found, but um, so there's just, there's some, some shady money dealing going on because the homegrowns are getting uh, an allowance off the books for doing some chores around the stadium. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're just teenagers, so they got to have, you know, learn some responsibilities. So, you know, they've been, you know, taking the trash out, doing some laundry, you know, doing, washing, you know, the jerseys and just, you know, picking up around the stadium. So, but you know they they gotta get paid for their their work. Yeah, you know, learn the the value of a dollar. So that's 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 been happening. So a little concerning because there there is a lot of homegrown. So it's gotta hit the books at some point or you know in some way. So uh, yikes, yikes, yeah. uh, that's a good one. I wish we ended with that one. But <laughs> I got we one. Can, I got one. Nah, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't stop on the good one. Um, so this one isn't actually too financial, but uh, this this actually, when I read this, my jaw hit the floor. Um, and this, we're just doing some really good acting right now. This is really good stuff. Um, <laughs> all right, so this one, this one uh, is actually came into play a little bit with what you just said as far as homegrowns and, and um, a guy who made his debut this week. So if you dive into the books and uh, backgrounds, the Aronsons are actually not even related, but it's just been such good press that you have just leaned into it. The not related at all. There's two guys, really shaggy good. hair. They, yeah, we just had them both on the podcast too, and they just they're just friends. They, they're just friends. They're just they're just a couple dudes. Um, and they were they yeah. So that was that. Nice. Are you done? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, uh, Matt, we appreciate you having us as a your brotherly game podcast. And uh, we appreciate being your guy. I hope you don't regret it too much. But... <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Usually we talk about bets. We got no bets this week because there's no MLS games. Might throw some money on that US game. Um but I don't I don't know if it's really worth it. Um, you got any, any fun soccer bets coming up? No. Yeah. I, 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 I want to put like money on Aronson scoring a goal. I was thinking about maybe doing Ooh, that. Just, that'd be fun. Yeah. But cause you figure he might be like a second half substitute come in, run at some guys retired. Like, yeah. And I feel like they could get some goals on Honduras. Like I feel like right. they should be able to really take it to them and maybe pour on a bunch of goals so he can get in and get maybe a, you know, garbage time goal. So yeah, that's that's not a bad one. That'd be fun to do. Uh huh. Yeah. As if like we need any more reason to root for him. It's just like, <laughs> man, I'm such a bad better. Every time I bet, it's it's just a mistake. <laughs> that that's why I've got you. That's why I've got you on here doing this segment, man. <laughs> um. All right. So I get uh, you want to talk about students. You oh, need to correct yes. something from the last podcast, and yeah, then uh, so I think we we'll get out of here. Last last episode, we I shout out some um, 
some guys that worked at SLA, the the school that is uh, part of my fiance's school or, or connected to my fiance's school, uh, Bender Franklin High School. And I and I said to the I told them to go to her classroom and get some stickers, but I said the wrong classroom. So it's room three eighteen. Three eighteen. Not two eight two oh eight. I don't know what that is. That's not her classroom. Three eighteen. Check that out. And she'll have some stickers. If you guys wanted. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I wanted to do. And I I don't think I have anything else to uh, add for, for this episode. Nice man. Um you know, uh last last time we had a giveaway with the added time bracelets. Um I haven't heard from those two winners. If I don't hear from them in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll put them up again for another uh, little contest. People really enjoyed that and got into it. So um, love to give stuff away and make people happy. So um, yeah, no predictions this week. Uh, I just am looking at bets for Aronson to score in general, um, plus the U.S. to win. You get plus 310 between if you parlay those two. Not bad odds there. Make a little bit of money. All right, man. Well, a solid pod. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week, hopefully celebrating a U.S. National Team Nations, CONCACAF Nations League Championship. Um, thanks for listening, and keep on being good people. Union Go!